This is EdTech Weekly. I'm your host, Ricky Zager, and for those of you who stay current with the podcast, you'll notice it's a day later than usual, and that's because Matt was under the weather, and I was kind of hoping he'd be back tonight, but not so. Therefore, it's just going to be me, and it's going to be a quick look at the headlines. If any of you would ever be interested in filling in for Matt when he can't join me, please email me, edtechweekly at gmail.com. It requires you to get on a Google Hangout and briefly read through the show notes beforehand and just add insight where you can. I figured it'd be fun to try to bring some listeners in. I know there's a few of you out there, so if it sounds like something you'd be interested in doing, give me an email. And since it's only me tonight, we'll just be doing the news of the week, and I'm not really going to give a whole lot of insight into it. I'm just going to give you the news, so... If you'd like to comment any of that, please go ahead and email the show. Also, edtechweekly at gmail.com. I'll ask some questions, and maybe we can get a little dialogue started and get you guys to participate. All right, our first story. DCNO reports that Interfolio raised $12 million in its first institutional funding round. Interfolio developed a platform that acts as an aggregator and management system for people looking for careers in higher education, as well as providing strategic decision-making for colleges and universities to use in their talent hunts. CEO Andrew Rosen is one of the founders, or co-founders of Blackboard, rather, which I'm sure almost everyone in education is familiar with. Blackboard provides basic learning management solutions. Um, With this money that they've raised, they plan to expand the Interfolio team, offer their services to more than just two to two and four year universities. And they've started to do already, but possibly they're trying to move into a new building as well. So um, a couple of things that they're going to do with that money. And according to their own website, Interfolio makes software for real workflows of higher ed. Their website also explains that a large part of what they do revolves around helping higher ed find talent that they need. So, listeners, my question to you is, what do you think this says about higher ed and perhaps education in general that a company creating just a workflow and a software solution for making sure you get good talent is being so successful and raising so much money? Definitely interesting, and, and perhaps we can get to the you know, core of some of the issues with education in general with the way that they're finding people uh, to not only maybe teach but also to be leaders. Our next story, Business Insider gives us the eight Indian EdTech startups to watch for in 2016. I just, listen, people, I can't help myself when it comes to top 10 type lists. Um, As soon as I found out Matt wasn't going to be on the show, I had to slip this one in there because I know he gives me a hard time with this stuff. But, you know, I'm not going to really go into the list of the companies. And rather than do that, I'll just put the link on the show. And that's edtechweeklyshow.com. Um, I'll put the link there and you guys can check it out for yourselves. Or, of course, you can just do a simple Google search for it. Uh, Suffice it to say that a good number of these are revolved around personal education improvement. That's something we've talked about in recent weeks. Uh, Tutoring, career connections, and also training for specific entrance exams. Um, According to the article, India is a country where 51% of parents say educating children is their ultimate goal, which is pretty impressive. I think I'd be a little bit frightened to find out exactly what percentage would be in the U.S. And I'd probably also be frightened to find out what the ultimate goal would be. But it's pretty cool that 51% of parents say that their ultimate goal is educating their children in India. Um, And it does give some insight into why these ed tech companies are sprouting up there. Does the focus on personal improvement in India's ed tech surprise you? or Or is this something that you would have expected based on what you know of what's going on in India? So if you have any comments on that, go ahead and email me as well. Our final story involves Andre Agassi. That's right, Andre Agassi, who is a huge proponent of education and ed tech. 
it may come as a shock to those of you who aren't in the know. Um, yeah, and it was a shock to me as well, so don't feel so bad. USA Today reports that Agassi debuted his new EdTech venture at CES last week. Uh, he is a lead investor in Square Panda, which is a hardware uh, system and a set of a few apps that help children learn to read. Uh, the app tackles reading by using a phonics approach where kids physically place letters in, in this Square Panda device and it acts and interacts sorry, with the apps on the tablet that's being used. And you do have to have your own tablet. Um, Agassi feels pretty strongly about this as he mentions that 9 out of 10 dropouts have horrible reading skills. Um, and he feels that you know hitting them at this early age and, and teaching them how to read is going to help circumvent some of those dropout rates. Um, Agassi has a pretty personal connection with this because he lacked the personal, uh, the proper schooling that he probably should have gotten. And so, you know, he, this is why he's so into ed tech. And I think it's pretty cool. Um, I also have a two and a half year old, which I've mentioned before on the show. So I definitely will be watching this if this is going to be a cool thing to get students to read. My question for you guys is, first of all, did you know Andre Agassi did this? And maybe I was just completely out of the loop here. And second, do you think that it's a good strategy to help reading improve? Um, I guess I will mention one of my concerns is that, you know, it is a $100 price to get the hardware piece, and then you also need a tablet. So I'm wondering about the barrier to entry there for some of the people that maybe aren't as fortunate and don't have as much money. So if you have any comments on those um, three stories that we talked about today, you know, email me again, edtechweekly at gmail.com, and, uh, you know, let me know what you think, and I'll feature them on the show next week. If you do want more information about the stories that we talked about, you can always go to edtechweeklyshow.com. All of the archives of the show are in there, the show notes and the links to all of the things that we've discussed. Uh, You can also follow me on 4TechTeachers on Twitter, at 4TechTeachers, the number 4TechTeachers. I basically post links to stories and some other things that I find interesting. A lot of times they don't make it on the show. And I I haven't been tweeting all that much recently, so I'm going to try to get back onto that. You can email the show as we discussed before, edtechweekly at gmail.com. If you want to participate in the show, if you're interested in perhaps being a guest host, uh, really seriously, if, if it sounds like something that you'd want to do, I'm completely down for it. We're just really trying to build a community of people that are willing to sort of just put it out there and, and kind of communicate with others. And uh, the other way that we're doing that, of course, is edtechweekly.reddit.com. Um, that's the subreddit EdTech Weekly. If you search for it when you're on Reddit, and Ed Reddit is really a community that recently I've I've really come to a, a really like a lot. Um, they they self police well and they've developed a pretty neat community. Of course, like anywhere on the internet, you can find some bad things. But if you have questions um, about education, about things that you want to learn more about and how you can do it, uh, go to Reddit.com and, and search for it. I'm telling you, there's some pretty uh, good links that people put in there, and it's it's a pretty well-respected community of the people that are on there. So check it out. Again, edtechweekly.reddit.com. I'm trying to just develop a place where people can post links and resources and share information about EdTech. Um, right now, it's really just me posting stuff, and um, there have been a f- I have about 21 people who are following, so I know that there's people out there. Uh, go ahead and post some interesting things that you use in your classroom or other things that you could help you know, kind of further the conversation of ed tech. It'd be a lot of fun to start doing. And I I know we're headed that way. I'm just excited for it to get there. And then finally, you can always, if you'd like to leave your uh, voicemail or let us hear your voice, you can call us at 305-92-TECH2, 305-92-TECH2. And again, we will play those voicemails. We've only had one so far, and that's Meredith. And uh, I'm going to get it for a little check. Are you still listening, Meredith? I'm not sure if you are. But anyway, 
give us a call. And again, we will play those voicemail messages until we get so popular that we can't do it. But I don't see that happening anytime real soon. So uh, interact with the show. Again, that's really what we're looking for is trying to help develop a community here that's really into EdTech and that really wants to sort of help build that community. So there's a lot of different ways you can do it. And of course, if you just want to listen, we appreciate that too. And um, hopefully Matt will be back with us next week and be feeling better. I know he brings a lot of uh, humor to the show, and uh, I appreciate when he's here. And uh, we will see you guys next time on EdTech Weekly.